0: Welcome to episode 108 of The Inside Bide. I'm your host Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host Rudy. Before anything, I was just thinking we need to do like a season two and we need to like actually oh, yeah. come up with a real intro and me actually put effort into the song and everything like that instead of just some like basic thing. So it feels a little more uh professional. But I don't know what it's gonna be, but Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, we can do something like that. That sounds good. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, how's it been hanging? Everything's cool, man. I've been been playing some more games this week, so I'm happy about that. I've been trying to dip my toes back in, and I feel like I had these two big releases, which was Zelda and Final Fantasy, and I'm, like, so far behind on those games. So, yeah, just trying to play catch-up right now, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I'm
0: doing a bunch of Pikmin, but we'll get into it. Before we get started with the news or anything, you were thinking, hey, let's just uh, name some of our favorite video game characters. Yeah. I was like well let's do a top five that way i can try to restrict myself here and really come up with um, who i really hold higher than the rest i guess just we'll just go back and forth yeah i mean they don't have to be in order because we would take way too long trying to think about right, that. right 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 just um i guess name one of the five
1: all right so first one that comes to mind for me just because i saw someone playing red dead redemption recently uh too is arthur morgan which I think Arthur Morgan is just a great character, so so well acted. Really got invested in his character throughout the game, and I didn't think I was going to in the beginning. You know, I thought, oh, John Marston or nothing. You know, like as everyone did when they were coming from Red Dead One. But man, I ended up liking him way more than John Marston, and I thought he was a much better character overall. So yeah, I'd say that's my my first. I pick. think that's
0: pretty wild considering, like, looking back at the start. When I think start I think NES cuz like Atari's kind of like what are you going to pull favorite character from there or whatever but I'm thinking like Fox and whatever and you, and it's like uh John Marsh and it's like uh or like <laughs> and then like Red Dead characters so it's like there's no wrong answer I'm just incredibly shocked it's like a I guess a human being and like just old sad guy Yeah, <laughs> <lot of> things <laughs> but I guess that just really proves into just how well developed the character is—that it still puts that much of an imprint way over all of these insane fictional characters that you could possibly think of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good one, man, and definitely unexpected. You know, I don't think people really expected to love that character as much as they did. So,
0: okay, okay. I'm gonna go with specifically Solid Snake. I just David Hayter's voice for him alone is legendary, but. Talk about insane character growth oh, to the point you're playing with a when he's incredibly old. Much less uh it's not you know, it wasn't a natural aging, but still it's uh it's pretty wild to see um such a young age all the way till close to death, you know what I mean? So
1: it's it's mm-hmm. I mean he's great character. I mean, gosh, one of the best he's
0: so good at like breaking the fourth wall but just slightly to where it still somehow makes sense in the game world how things pretty much happen in our real world of like all the 9-11 and stuff like that and right. to uh referencing how hot someone is on a code call it, it, it's such a weird range of just like so far left to right and i love that no matter how insane what he does what he says of how Batch crazy, it all is that it still always seems to make sense for the character, and it's just always so well written. And uh, I don't know, that's where I saw Snake,
1: for yeah, me. yeah, I mean, you said it all pretty much, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely one of the most iconic, one of the best characters ever, for sure. Metal Gear, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw in uh, man, is hard? I don't know which one I want to pick more. Maybe I'll pick 2B from Nier Automata because okay. I feel like, yeah, she's an android or whatever, right? And it's not the first time that we've seen a character that's not a human that's a good character. Obviously, that happens all the time. But, it's the way in which she's written, where she really kind of taps into the human side of things, and very, very deep character, which you'd never expect, right? This, like, short-skirt, anime looking, you know, character. Yeah,
0: which is an underlining message of the game, is, like, Uh, purposely trying to do that. So, yeah. Think one way, but be... Mind screwed in the end. Such a great character. I actually like. I can't remember her name, but from the replicant, the uh oh Kaine. Ka-
1: how do you say it? Yeah, I, I never know Kine. how to
0: say it. Kaine. Yeah, she's a good.
1: She's another good one.
0: Um, I prefer her. I think she's my favorite character out of the whole series. She's awesome. Well, there you go. There's two of them. Right um, there. I really like the prince as well too.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Another good.
0: One. And the basically what he always wears on his head, a meal. Emil is yeah, like yeah 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 I guess out of all may- maybe maybe like my favorite because it's really good moment there with like him and his sister and all that going down and um how he pretty much is just living forever yep yeah. and you're able to see the struggle there which reminds me of my number four which isn't any of that but you'll know the connection Lost Odyssey his name's Kane I want to say right
1: i can't remember it's
0: like calm kane i can't remember came that's what it is i was like calm yeah came k-a-i-m which gets into a really really character of what living thousands of years having all of these people pass away which is what they lean into with near with a but they put a lot more focus because with near a is like you know he's not like the main character He's a strong supporting, right. but with Came, the main game is based around him and all the way to the point of what reading the poetry he writes, basically, <laughs> about his life here and there. And you really, really get to understand this character. And it's some crazy deep underlining sadness of like, you think you want to live forever until you see Came's life and you're like, maybe not. <laughs> okay, that's
1: an interesting yeah. one. Good. Yeah. All right. Let me think for the next one. Man, there's so many to choose from. It's like, how about? All right, how about um from The Walking Dead? What was his name again? Lee? Was that his name? Oh yeah, just the main, the character. main character in the in the yeah. games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he when... is really good.
1: He's great. Yeah. When Telltale's Walking Dead came out, came out of nowhere. No one really expected it to be as good as it was. And Lee ended up being like a super relatable, you know, like father figure type of character to Clementine. Yeah, obviously, if you played if you played through the game, which most people I'm sure have who are gamers, you'd see what a great character is, you know, and how everything goes. It's a uh, yeah, it's a great story. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's
0: hard to describe a character because you're just going to spoil all of right. Right. Big, wanna, moments and all I that, that. So right. I, I I get it. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. I agree. Great pick. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go a little crazy here, and I'm just going to say some very obvious, and uh, let's just go Mario. Uh, mm, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's like, from the 80s till now, I mean, it's one of those things to where, like, they it's like the Simpsons or something, where they just stay the age they are, right? And you go over the course of all these Insane journeys, but it's like every game acts as if the previous game didn't happen, sort of deal. It's uh, almost like a sitcom or something. But mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, just imagining all of his capabilities and powers and uh, how great they're able to portray his personality, even though it's just like a 2D platformer. I say just, it's obviously incredibly well made, but oh, yeah. Um, if you think of 2D platformer, what, I mean, you may be able to think of Celeste that has some character <laughs> development there. Yeah. But yeah. even for me, Mario is cooler in my head than, you know, Celeste oh, would agree. be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have the whole, like, I don't know, baby Mario thing and his connection with Yoshi and the constant battles with, like, you know, uh with Bowser and his love interest of Peach and all of that mess. And there's a, actually a lot of layers there for the whole point of it is just to be a character for you to play as and sort of live out your fantasies and some um, insane things just happening on screen. And it's not really meant to like tell a character story, but over the course of decades of playing his games, you just automatically attached to him almost so much that no one ever would really even bring him up in a conversation like this because it's like, well, yeah, duh, whatever. We're just like, it's, we've known of his existence, our entire existence. So it's like, you don't, you just kind of put it on the back burner because of that. But I just really think he still needs
1: to be stated as an actual good oh, character. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally agree. And I feel like now with, with the extra media that's coming out about Mario, it's only going to become, you know, like a stronger feeling for people, you know, to yeah, think of Mario is like a full-fledged deep character and everything. So
0: Maybe Chris Pratt will just play Mario and everything goes yeah, on.
1: Maybe. Maybe every game he's got a lifelong uh, contract <laughs> now with Nintendo. <laughs> All yeah. right. Let's see. Up next. That was a good one, Kinda. Of. I mean, obviously, I would have thought of her, too. But, yeah, you already mentioned her. So, let's see. Let's see. Some other good ones. Well, let's just do... Uh... I think I'm just gonna go with uh, Samus, although she. You're is not gonna a go with the of... Forza
0: Car? Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. Okay,
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> although she is a woman <laughs> of a uh, few words, except for one game. Oh no, Samus love... is awesome! Yeah. Yeah, I just love her mysterious aura. She's this bounty hunter. She's going and doing the tough deeds. The fact how they even revealed that she was a girl at first was was pretty cool back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, she's just a badass character, you know.
0: Well, she makes it known, like, she just flat out, like, states her fears or the situation or anything like that and is not afraid to hide any of that. But at the same time, just plows through it anyway, right? So, like, usually if a character is mentioning a lot of fears, they're going to show as if, oh, well, I don't want to mess with any of this. She is purposely going out there doing insane things, letting curiosity get the better of her Uh, being really powerful, taking down enemies that are way, way larger than her, and she could instantly die at any moment. But the whole time she's ever given any dialogue, she does mention that she understands the seriousness of the situation, how dire it is, how worried she may be, any of that. And just simple little lines here and there throughout any of the games. I'm not really thinking of other M. I'm really just thinking games like metroid or even super to metroid get in a little line here or there that she's thinking between levels uh is enough for you to understand that she is afraid but choosing to go forward anyway and i think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool and powerful so that yeah. is a good character agree agree yep how about you uh let's go with how many have i said
1: three uh so, that was my fourth I... one yeah
0: captain falcon dude Oh, nice, nice! And I just think has nothing to do with F-Zero. It has everything to do right. with Smash. So I mean, run, yep. the knee? Come on, dude. It's oh, like man. legendary. Just the
1: best. <laughs> Falcon kick, Falcon punch. Yes, yes.
0: There's just something <laughs> about just how absurdly insane and powerful he is even though uh, his games have nothing to do with him fighting whatsoever. But <laughs> first now is incredibly strong and I I love it and anytime any time I'm seeing anything Captain Falcon related. He has just an underlining goofiness to him, I feel. He's taking things on that are incredibly wild, but uh, he's just being sarcastic most of the time. That's kind of
1: how <laughs> yeah. his character is. So I think that's cool. All right, that's a good one. Let's say last one that comes to mind. I'd probably say Ellie from uh, from The Last of Us. Uh, I especially like how she's gone from part one to part two we've seen her kind of get older and mature and go through a bunch of stuff. So she was very well acted, well-written character. And now with the show too, you know, adding some more to that. Yeah. She's definitely one of my favorites. So,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I mean, my favorite character, maybe just period is, uh, mm-hmm. well, I go between these two and I'm just going to guess, have a tie for the last, because now I feel like I'm cutting them out and I should have mentioned them earlier. So I'm just going to name two here and whatever. guess I suck. Uh, Mega Man and Vincent from Final Fantasy VII. If you were forced me to pick, holy crap, that'd be incredibly difficult. But I guess I'm going to say uh, Mega Man. And But I'm thinking OG Mega Man. I'm thinking Mega Man 1 through 10, basically. This is a totally different person, different character. And then you have Mega Man with LAN and all of that, with Battle Network and stuff. But specifically... Mega Man 1 through 10, Mega Man, just a little boy, little kid, but uh, he's a badass. And uh, I yeah. just, um, like Mario, my entire existence pretty much is me <laughs> just idolizing Mega Man since yeah. I was a wee little lad, you know? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, Been uh, around for a long time.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very cool. I mean, some good characters in there.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Let's get into the news. I saw right before recording, figured I'd mention Remnant 2 released four days ago and they've already sold a million units. So there's that. Um, props to them. Again, never even played the original. I'm sure this game is great. I mean, a lot of people are saying they're really digging it, really loving it. I'll get into it later in the episode, but I was playing another like multiplayer game and I just like I'm just not in the headspace to play some multiplayer thing. I just, I don't want to do it. And I think that's been most of my life is like, if people are over and we're doing local, I'm all about it. But there's something about like online multiplayer that just, I never care too much about. And so it's really hard for me to get into like online multiplayer games. So that what makes me be like, I doubt I'm going to want Remnant 2 or anything like that. But uh, it actually looks to be quite strong. And I'm happy for them that they're doing really well. And I'd be a little more happy, but Embracer, it's under them. And it's like all of this money is just going into a bunch of practices that I don't really like anyway, which puts a sour taste in my mouth. But right. on the other flip side of the coin is, like, you know, there's still developers caring about a game, working on it, and they do want sure. people to like it and all of that. So there's just a lot of layers there. So I'm not going to let that get to me or anything, but just wanted to gotcha. shout that out. Before I get into yeah. this next thing that I'm going to have to get into because there is a lot and I feel I can um, go through this relatively quickly Yeah. for someone that doesn't know what's going on. The same with that Diablo news. It's like you could spend, what, three hours talking about this?
1: Oh, yeah. You Friday. could go forever. <laughs>
0: but let's get into because there was a big Pompersy 14 event here recently. We got a whole bunch of news. Mm-hmm. A lot of awesome news that I've really, really been um, dying for for a long time. And, and on multiple levels here, but you'll you'll get to it. So, Final Fantasy XIV publisher Square Enix and developer Creative Business Unit 3, who was recently behind on Final Fantasy 16, revealed the MMO's next expansion, Dawn Trail. Day one of Final Fantasy XIV's Fan Festival 2023 is when they revealed this. Square Enix revealed this 7.0 expansion that acts as a new beginning for Final Fantasy XIV with a new cinematic trailer. It's got me beyond hyped. Let me check and, uh, it out. After the trailer, director Yoshida took to the main stage to host a keynote presentation, and it was during this that we learned a lot about Dawn Trail expansion, which will hit the game sometime in summer of 2024. The logo created by famed Final Fantasy series illustrator, I could never say his name, Yoshitaka, who has been a key artist of the series since the origin on NES, prominently uses the color gold, the theme color of the expansion. Yoshida explained during the keynote presentation on July 28th that the team wanted to bring the very best summer vacation a hero could possibly have to the Warriors of Light, the players. Without spoiling the events of 2021's and Walker's expansion, Yoshida says Dawn Trail represents a significant shift from the previous expansion, where Endwalker was dark with the end of the universe on the line, Dawn Trail is brighter and seemingly lighter in tone. And if you see the um, logo design there, you'll understand it's full of gold and it's placed on an island. So it's very Pirates of the Caribbean-esque. It's a new beginning of 14, and the theme is the journey of discovery. As you know, the arc we've been seeing on from 1.0 to Endwalker is about... Hydaline and Zordiark. <laughs> I can never say those names. It's basically concluded. It's, it's the same kind of thing that happened with, like, Kingdom Hearts. All right? the whole series from the beginnings, like, this Zane art saga. And it's finally over, and they're going into new trends. And that's what they're doing here with Final Fantasy XIV. They're just breaking away from that entire story and starting something completely fresh and new here. And so they're on a ship. Yeah, they're sailing the seas they're going to an island everything's very tropical i don't know exactly if they're like leaning into like ship combat or you sailing or anything like that i'm unsure but it kind of looks that way
1: yeah it does look a little bit from like
0: a slide during the keynote presentation reads warriors of light will receive a very special guest winds of opportunity bring a visitor from the new world seeking the warrior of lights aid and a ride to succession to determine Turl's next ruler alongside aphanod Alisa, and aaronville the warrior of light embarks upon a journey across the indigo deep should rumor be true the contest may lead them to the fabled gates of a city of gold little do they know that it will also see the scions divided teasing that players will soon discover who are their allies and who are their rivals in this contest uh, There's a whole bunch of new locations this time Yoshida shines light on some of the few new locations. Also shed some light on a few of the new locations we'll be visiting Dawn Trail. Let's break them each down. First being Yakturo. Yachturo is a tropical new world. It's the world itself is this location here. Seen in the Dawn Trail trailer. It's west of Erosia and the home to many cities that live alongside nature meaning you won't see much industrialization compared to other places of Prophecy 14. In Toro, the Warriors of Light will discover new characters, allies, enemies, gears, and plenty more. Uh, one of the locations inside of there is called Tulialial. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new major city of the Dawn Trail expansion located... In the mainland of the new here it's described as the sea of fertile nation state governing turtle and located in the northern reaches of the land the nation's ruler is Golo jaja a two-headed malajow <laughs> god these names the uh well, <laughs> aforementioned contest is being held by mayu Jao to determine who will secede him the city prioritizes living with nature so, it's not very industrialized. Uh, next city here, or area, I should say, is Ugapcha. It's a very mountainous region. It's home to peoples both extraordinarily large and unusually small in nature. You'll see their sediments throughout the region's mountains. Over a thousand years ago, long before the Terralral came to be, or copla blah blah was the proud heart of the Giant's Empire, which spanned the entirety of blah, blah, blah. While their descendants live in on the region, only ruins remain of the Empire's glorious days. Another area here is Yachtel. It's a thick forest region, accessible from the region we were just talking about uh, you just can fly over the southeastern mountains to reach it. A slide during the keynote presentation read so dense in its foliage that the forest floor sees little sunlight. Home to the primary sediments of Turles, Hogarth, and Mara, blah, 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 and re- <laughs> replete with stunning blah, 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 with ponds yeah. and springs. The level cap will be increased from level 90 to 100. We got two new jobs, one melee DPS job, and one ranged magical DPS. Um, Yoshida purposely didn't reveal the job titles yet, but one being melee DPS, one being ranged magical DPS. New dungeons, new gear and recipes for crafters and gatherers, new variant dungeons, new alliance raid, new 8-player raid, new ultimate raid... The Pelopu, a new race of people living in this new area. So we're getting a new race of people. We're getting a PvP update. It says the team will continue to update Final Fantasy 14 PvP through drawn tiles six patches, blah, blah, blah. Um, we got a blue mage update. We got new plans for deep dungeons. I don't know what that is. We got a gold saucer update. Eyeglasses will be added to the game as equipable gear alongside headgear. Although, Yoshida says it won't be treated as gear in terms of inventory and won't take up space in your armory chest. So, it looks like we're going to be able to equip stuff that won't actually be a part of our gear. It's a little interesting. And two dies per gear piece. We got new furnishing. A whiteboard-like strategy board for planning duties, raid strategies, and more. That's pretty cool so you have these like free companies that are basically clans and you know you can rent a piece of land that you have to pay a ton of money for and then you can put houses on it and all that and all of the clan goes to this specific area that's in the world. It's actually really important and costs a ton of money to even buy a house, much less land on uh, a bunch of houses on. It's a whole big ordeal. So, <laughs> it's like a game within a game. Yes. yes. So because of that, um, having this whiteboard up like a strategy board where the whole clan is able to post all of their duties that they're trying to do, playing all their strategies and whatever, and you've been able to go to it and see what they're planning to do next. That just sounds really neat there. As a part of the patch that's about to get released here, the free trial got extended, which will include up to Stormblood now, the expansion after Heaven's Swords. So now you actually get two expansions with the free, so you can play up to, I mean, you're talking with nothing but doing main story content, uh, probably 80 hours totally free. That's kind of crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 14 Xbox Series X and S version was announced. And uh, I was really hyped about this. Only because it just means more players are definitely being able to jump on now. And this game can just be even bigger and larger than it was prior. Even though this game may be the best MMO that's out right now. Um, I'm curious if that's still the case. I know you, you have little moments where WoW kind of creeps back up again. But uh, I'm, let's just see. Biggest player base in in MMO 2023. Okay, wow. Diablo 4, dude. That's, that's what one, pops up, huh? Wow. 46 million players. So crazy. Old school RuneScape, number two at 38 million. <laughs> People are still playing RuneScape, huh? World of Warcraft, 125 million. Is that active, though?
1: That that sounds pretty high. Oh,
0: I see what's going on. Okay. So, the total players is 125 million. But active is at 1 million. And they're ranking Mm -hmm. by active. So, Diablo 4 right now is the most active at 4 million. Old old School RuneScape is at 1 million. But Diablo 4 has a total of 46 million. Old School RuneScape has a total of 38 million. World of Warcraft 1 million active, 125 million total. Final Fantasy 14, 1 million active, 42 million total. That's what's going on there. Uh, Destiny 2 is at number 6. So it's kind of Diablo 4, Old School RuneScape, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14, number 5, Path of Exile. So that's what's happening in MMO. Interesting, realm. okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Anyway, uh, we're getting a big graphical update. It's going to hit... They've been slowly updating the graphics as they've been going, but they're stressing that with this Dawn Trail, that all of it should be finalized, and they're updating, like I was seeing side-by-sides. looks dramatically different, because this game's like 10 years old at this point, so it looks like it's actually going to look very current again, which I think the game still looks really nice nowadays, but... Um, it doesn't look like a triple A cart like it doesn't look like five sixteen sort of graphics, you know what I mean? Right, right. But right, yeah, the screenshots cool. that they're showing now honestly does. So it's gonna be really cool. That's I'm awesome. really curious exactly how far this is gonna go. And are we gonna get like a gigantic MMO world looking as good as that? That's- <laughs> Pretty interesting if that ends up being the case. Yoshida also discussed the previously announced graphical updates. Create a business. Unit 3 is working on for 14, showcasing various changes in a few videos. He says the team is emphasizing screen-wide aesthetic appeal versus changes to individual characters, which is why the update will affect near everything in the game, including shadows, materials, characters, UI, and more. It will also include high-resolution textures and shadows. Uh, Yoshida says the team is working on these graphical updates in piecemeal, meaning you shouldn't expect everything to be updated visually at once. He says that you will see in 7.0 will be a good representation of visual changes to come, meaning like by the time the update comes out, this should be finalized with all of it. Like I was saying, um, and that's everything. Final Fantasy 14 related. I've go. been back on the grind again. This motivated yeah. me. I need <laughs> to catch up. I need to finish. I never finished the last expansion. So I'm working on that now. You know, I'll just get to it now. So I'll have to talk about it later and what we're watching when we're playing. But I've been getting my kid to play with me because I'm sitting there thinking nice. like, uh, what's something we can play together? And he's getting older because when he's five, there's no way I'm playing an MMO right. with him. Right, of course. But he's nine. Gonna be ten soon, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, "Mm, you know, I'll try. We'll see, see what he thinks, and see if it's you know too hard or uh, whatever. Um, He's gravitated to it really well, okay. um, Understanding things pretty easily, but at the same time, I don't know. You know, these kids like Minecraft and all this mess. They're (laughs) they're modding when they're like six anyway. So I. That's true. That's true. In a different way. Understand this stuff no problem i guess i was more worried about final fantasy any final fantasy game a lot of story is important when it comes to this series yeah yeah that's true that would be the only thing to like maybe he won't be too into the story but so far he's in we're level 12 right now yeah the good thing about this game if anyone doesn't know i can keep working on the same character all i have to do is change my class so i just change my weapon to uh let's say like a ice rod or something and now i'm a black mage and then if you ever want to switch you just have like a five to ten ten second cooldown before you can use a move just so you can't just switch immediately on the fly and try to break some stuff or whatever and then if you go into a dungeon you're stuck with that one class in that dungeon otherwise you can just switch your weapon it. change your class right there on the fly so there are a few i mean there's so many there's like 20 different classes at this point of like Samurai and Ninja and Black Mage and Blue Mage and whatever. So there's plenty of stuff I can pull from that I have yet to work on yet. So um, I just ended up picking. It's a class where you can just summon a pet that does a bunch of moves and almost like a healer. So I've been working on that with him and that way we can start at level 1 again. But I'm still working towards my overall character. So it's been um, neat with that. But Okay, very cool. That's uh, that's all the Final Fantasy 14 that I'm going to shove down y'all start. So.
1: Alright, well there you go. Final Fantasy 14 fans, rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, on another note, Nintendo's next console will reportedly be portable like Switch, which in my personal opinion, I'm happy about. I think that's the right move. Uh, targeting the second half of 2024 release, VGC cites multiple people with knowledge of Nintendo's next-gen console plans that reveal Nintendo's switch successors aiming for release in the second half of next year to ensure there's plenty of stock at launch nintendo wants to avoid the stock shortages that plagued the playstation 5 and xbox series x and s release for months and years for some publication reports that two of its sources suggest the next generation console will use lcd screens like those seen on the launch versions of the switch rather than the oled screens used in the switch oled models the use of lcd reduced costs vgc writes in light of the likely need for significantly more stores than what's in the switch which will increase costs VGC's sources also suggest Nintendo's next console will be playable on the go, similar to the Switch's console handheld hybrid nature. Its sources also say the console will continue using physical cartridges like the Switch. I'm not surprised at this. I mean, that seems like the probably the smart move, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I believe all of this. I'm sure it's true. Because, again, I'm really... I've been saying this for a while now, but that event we're going to get in September, I really think is when we're going to see the console. Because it's like, why else would you be having it? because the Switch has right. been out for so long at this point. We're bound to see it soon at some point anyway. So, I think that's where we're going to see it. And then launch sometime next year now. Do you see it, like, early next year, like they did with Switch? Because Switch was, like, March, uh, year, like 2017. Did they throw it at, like, holiday times?
1: Yeah, because I remember it was revealed in, like, October, and then it came out in March, right? Yeah. So, what if they follow a similar so precedent like, here? Yeah, just flip a little bit, maybe, right? Like, maybe... Or... If they're released in the second half of next year, then maybe earlier in the year next year they'll show it. Maybe, I
0: don't know. Um, are you okay with another hybrid? Uh, oh you yeah, because you're not gonna get full on power if it's hybrid.
1: Right, right. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm okay with it. You know, I think I've gotten used to that from Nintendo, and it worked well, and I loved it. So, why not? You know.
0: I'm all for <laughs> like it. I mentioned last episode, Wii U weirdly was powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it just released too late or whatever. But um I don't know. It'd be how much power are you expecting out of this thing? That's really that's all my mind goes to is like, okay, like the whole point okay, it's a hybrid. Well you're still not gonna are you are you gonna be able to play the current stuff that people are making right now and they can now port to Switch? Is that gonna be a possibility again, or is this going to continue to be a first-party machine and indie machine? Um, or maybe we can get like some stuff, but then you have these pro consoles releasing of the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, and now it's back to being outdated again. But I guess the long and short of it is, it's I guess it doesn't even matter because like Nintendo's going to sell anyway. But for my own personal, you know, like I am like wanting to be close to that power but how is that even possible if it's a portable you're not going to be able to get look how gigantic that ps5 is there's no way that power is going to go in a little yeah, handheld you're carrying around that's the
1: concern you know how are they going to be able to proportionately move up because they can't make it too weak and then not be able to play anything i don't know and it's even
0: steam point. deck is like i will admit like There's a lot of like, oh, I don't want to play on this thing because it's so heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, It really is a thing that I'm always thinking about. I got to the points where like if I'm laying on the couch trying to play Steam Deck, I'll have to like lay a pillow down and put the Steam Deck on the pillow and play it that way just so I'm not holding it and it not killing my wrist. Sure, Um, sure. So, it's like they have to, even weight is a consideration. Battery life is a consideration. You have to think all these things, and it's like they really can't push it too far. But even just a little bit more powerful of a switch, I'm going to instantly buy it because I just want a more powerful switch, even if it's just a little, not a lot. So, I'm buying it regardless. But, yep. Yep. That's exactly how I feel about it. So, maybe they know that and they just, you know they're just going to have a little more powerful of the same thing, and uh, a lot right. of people are going to complain, but they're going to buy it anyway. So I mean,
1: people complain no matter what system they make, so. <laughs> do
0: you think there's a new gimmick, though? I mean, they have to... You would think they'd come up with something. You know what? Maybe it is... The handheld is less powerful, but maybe they'll do what a lot of people were hoping they would do. Well, they kind of did it. Like, the dock ups the resolution, but still right. keeps it running relatively the same because there's a little power in the dock itself so maybe they just take that idea and run with it maybe the dock is like quite beefy right and And there's a a lot of power in that and if you want the game to look and run better it just needs to be in the dock if that's the case i would be really really happy with that decision right (laughs) if we can get closer to what the current consoles are and we have to be docked to experience that i'm fine with that and then i'll just get less on portable and i would still gladly go between the two with that yeah i'm I'm hoping that's the route that's that's what i'm a hope
1: for yeah yep i agree with you i uh i would love that so <laughs> mm-hmm. guess we'll see when they reveal it if that's going to be the case or not
0: all right Next here, Laura Croft, Nicki Minaj, Snoop Dogg, and 21 Savage are joining Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. Season 5 of Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone begins August 2nd, and it's during this season Laura Croft, Nicki Minaj, blah, blah blah blah, will be joining the game as playable operators. Laura Croft will arrive as an operator bundle on the store mid-season, as will 21 Savage. But Snoop Dogg will arrive in the launch window and Nicki Minaj hits the game in season according to a call <laughs> duty blog about season five call of duty brings these musical artists to the game to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop anyone who logs into hold on wait what are, what are they considering year one of hip-hop
1: i was gonna say <laughs> <two years laughs> what is year
0: or... one of hip-hop so 50 years right it's so like, that would be 73. Like 73 so 73 is the first year of hip-hop what what song would that even be Like, i don't even you know <laughs> It's, I don't know I just think that's a funny
1: thing to say that is, like, is kind of just make
0: such a big definitive statement like that I don't
1: know we want to celebrate uh 1000 years of music
0: <laughs> yeah that's what it feels like it's like can you really claim that it actually started 1000 years ago to this date it's a little weird anyway Anyone who logs in between August 7th and August 16th on four separate days within that time period will receive a free gift. The first three gifts will grant a war track from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. On the fourth login day, you will receive a special weapon blueprint. Kotaku, Kotaku contacted Activision to confirm that Nick Minaj, Snoop Dogg, and Tony of the Savage did voiceover work for the operators. Here's a look at Nicki Minaj's new dog in game with the tease of Savage. You can go look it up on YouTube. Uh, there's plenty more coming to Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone in Season 5, including four new maps at launch, two core maps, and two gunfight maps, and a mid-season core map. Additional operators, weapons, game modes, and more will be added to the game. I want to look up celebrating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're
0: still stuck on that part. Fifty years of hip hop. 50th anniversary of hip hop. It's literally a website called The 50th Anniversary of Hip Hop. Oh,
1: okay, well, there you go. They didn't make it up, I guess. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> um, it, it, on this website, you would think they would have to list what what's the start, right? I would think so. Like, well, what are they claiming is the first song? Okay, there's a, <laughs> there's a history tab right here. So, again, August 11, 1973, in the rec room of an apartment building on. Sedwick Avenue. An 18-year-old Clive Campbell throws a throwback to school party with his younger sister Sydney. Friends and neighbors dance to the familiar sounds of artists like James Brown, etc. But something has changed. Oh, uh, okay. It was the first time somebody played like two records at the same time. And oh, mixed I it see. Together, mixed them together. Okay. Fair so
1: enough.
0: okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right I, 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 I I, I all right <laughs> um, sony
1: reveals playstation 5 has surpassed 40 million units sold February, the console maker announced that it sold 32 million units in the ps5's lifetime which means in just five months sony has sold at least 8 million more consoles i mean i'm not that surprised they're doing you know people still in demand people still want ps5s so good for them that's great not yeah, much more is and
0: they're going right? to continue to sell because spider-man 2 is going to be releasing so I'll do these
1: next two since that was a quick one. Yeah, Monster Hunter now, a free-to-play Pokemon Go-like mobile game launches on iOS and Android.
0: Look that at game. that. I was like, mm. okay. We've been getting a lot of these. And it actually is Niantic, I think is how you say their name. So they did the Pikmin, they did all this crap, right? And they keep yeah. coming and going, and no one's caring. This looks actually pretty cool.
1: That looks cool. kind of cool, yeah.
0: Like I actually want to play this for real. I want to <laughs> go roam around, kill some monsters, and maybe this thing. I mean, no way it's Pokemon Go levels, right? No, of course We're not. Nothing even thinking will but I don't know, man. I I would gladly go roam around the streets with my kid and go hunt some monsters, capture some monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that looks cool. The gameplay actually looks good. Is is what I'm getting at? Instead of just collecting stuff but it not being that fun this actually looks like a fun mechanic along with it
1: so and it's not too far away september 14th so yeah
0: i, I i'm definitely going to be playing
1: this and uh, giving my thoughts so all right very cool um and finally zelda oracle of ages and oracle of seasons are now available on switch as was true with the original game Boy color cartridges you can experience the games on their own in any order that you wish but if you link them together through a password system some characters and enemies will change some items can be upgraded and you can take part in the climactic final battle these gar- these games served as hidden marrow fuji bayashi's directorial debut within the legend of zelda franchise fuji bayashi would go on to direct the minish Caps, skyward tour breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom not a bad resume now every mainline zelda game is available on the switch but wind waker and twilight princess very cool those are good games I actually never beat these games, but I was highly enjoying them when I was playing them.
0: my um, washer and dryer went out. Right. So I was like two months ago. So I've been having to go to a laundromat. Well, I went up there a few days ago and I sat there. I started this up and I played a solid hour and a half at the beginning of (laughs) uh, seasons because I played Oracle of Ages, but I never played seasons. So I was like, well, time for me to play this. And maybe once I beat it, then I'll link with Aegis and play that and see some little climatic final battle, you know. And um, these games age a lot better than I thought they would, which I guess why was I thinking they wouldn't? Like, you can play Link's Awakening right now. Right, they look good. And so, yeah. I think these games are even better than Link's Awakening if I had to pick one or the other. Um, I definitely preferred Oracle Aegis over Link's Awakening. So... Everyone really, really should jump on this. This doesn't require the expansion pass thing. It's a original Game Boy and Game Boy oh, yeah, Color. Okay. That's just straight up on there. So you can just, as long as you have NSO in general, you'll be able to play this. And um, it looks great and plays great. And it's an awesome Zelda game. And it's aged beautifully, which I don't think there's a Zelda game that hasn't outside of Zelda 2. <laughs> so... <yeah. laughs> It's about the only Zelda game I could say that has an age great. Yeah, one is so. like just holds up incredibly well. You're right, so,
1: right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon gameplay preview. This looks really awesome. I am very you excited see for this, this game. I did. Yep.
0: Because holy crap! Now, now. I'm actually like really hyped. Up until this yeah, point, I'm like yeah. I'm expecting it to be good. But right. now, seeing this much gameplay of it, I'm like, dude, this this is like...
1: fantastic, man.
0: How do I put it? What were those Met games by Kojima? Zone of the Enders. Oh, right? Zone of the Enders. Yep. Good gameplay and everything, but uh, at the time, I thought they were awesome. Go back and play them, and I don't think they've aged that good. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is like... If Zone of the Enders was just made today it's kind of what it feels right, like. Right, right. Actually it feels a lot more like it just hit me. I don't know if you ever played it. It was on Switch. They ported it to PC later. Uh what was that game? It starts with an X. It's like it starts with a D. It's like uh, hmm.
1: oh, a Oh, 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 I know exactly what game it's you're talking really about. It's really good, actually.
0: Damon X Makama. That's
1: what it is. Um
0: I was. played it the PC version that came a lot later just because when I played it on switch i was like this looks way too bad runs bad and i was turned off because of that uh played it a lot right. later on like my steam deck and this game is sick by the way if anyone needs a good mech game to play Damon x machina play it on a uh, steam and um it's a blast really really yeah, high I've action. Heard-
1: heard good things about that one got some cool style and
0: and when i'm seeing this armored core that's what's reminding me a lot of but this armored core looks way better than even that by landslide so right uh this looks sick i don't even know like uh they showed a lot how mission structures work they don't just do a really cut super quick flashy trailer it's actually like you get to sit and actually watch the gameplay for a right. minute straight.
1: You watch what's actually going to happen, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, huge, huge praise to this. And I'm super stoked. And uh, what are we, like a month away now? Just about, yep. And I, I think this is going to pop off hard. I really think this is just going to be just as big as Dark Souls or whatever else. And because of this game, everyone's going to be mech-obsessed. And uh, we're probably going to see a lot more mech stuff here real soon, which I'm not going to hate on. So Yeah, I mean, it's not like we
1: get a lot of those games anyway <laughs> these days.
0: So Yeah, yeah.
1: That looks great, um, man. Can't wait.
0: I'd be shocked if this game turns out to where, like, what? Yeah, okay, let, let's just go ahead and bet on this Metacritic, right? Uh... Even the most excellent of games that we love still end up being, like, 88 to 90 range. You know, you have to keep that That's... in mind. That's kind of what I'm thinking yeah. this is
1: gonna land at. I'm gonna think I'm gonna guess like an 89 or something.
0: I'm gonna think it does incredibly well and just say 90. That's the that's okay. the, that's the, that's, the, that's gonna be my guess. All okay. right. The only games that seem to go above that is what like a new 3D Mario or I Zelda. mean like a, a mainline yeah.
1: game. Yeah, in a series. Typically, that's 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 the case. Unless yeah. like the Last of Us was a brand new IP, you know, and it scores yeah. super high. Yeah. yeah. What's what is Last of Us metacritic right now? I want to say it's 90 something I think. Isn't it? I don't know. But it's probably messed up now from and the <laughs> well, other Well,
0: it's a separate. It's it's named different. Oh, that's a
1: separate. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. It's not. Let's see. Trick. Last of Us for PlayStation 3, 95.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, super high. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: Mr. Run and Jump, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Atari VCS on July 25th. Uh, It's already out now. Atari, which is publishing the game, announced Mr. Game and Run and Jump earlier this year. And now it's out. And Mr. Game... and (laughs) I was going to say Mr. Game and (laughs) Watch. In Mr. Run and Jump, players explore the realms of color in an adventure of Defeat Void and find the hero's ever-missing dog, Leap. Originally created as an Atari 2600 title in 2021, Atari took notice and Graphic Lab and Heavy Horse Games developed this new modernized version with a nod to the original in the game start. You should totally check this out. This is a this is like the next Super Meat Boy I feel, right? <laughs> Gigantic staples in this genre of like that changed the game. Super Meat Boy, uh Celeste and uh what's another? I'm um, that are just to that pedigree. I don't know if there's anything else, but when I see this, that, this looks to that polish. It really does. I and, mean, that's, um, that's high praise. So. And I really, really want to play it. I'm definitely going to be, I should be talking about it next week, but right. I've just watched someone play through multiple levels and it does the same thing. Super meat boy does or Celeste, right? For that matter. Right, like when you yeah, die, you're does. just immediately going again. Right. Okay. But the mechanics are definitely like, no one has really done it, but it still stays super simple and like, okay. and like you're jumping and you do like this jump up. You do like a long jump, like Mario of like the Z and R at the same time. You do that long jump thing. You can do like a jump and dive forward. It's it's, it almost look. it has a lot of the moves of like a Mario 64, how he would behave, but it's like a 2d platformer that plays like super meat boy.
1: Gotcha. I see I, that's right up my alley. I like that. So
0: yeah. Might make me want to check that out. You yeah. I, I feel out of anybody, this would be your jam. Okay. This is this is a rudy ass game.
1: <laughs> Let me see. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh definitely I definitely would enjoy this for sure. I like the colors too. All right, very cool. Yeah, and they mind. were
0: even showing I was thinking, oh, maybe the whole game would look like this though. And they definitely jump mm-hmm. around a different there's different worlds and every world has a very unique vibe. So, uh,
1: gotcha. Okay. Anyway, very cool. All right. Next up, we got the new PS5 beta update. Since the launch of the PS5 audio files have asked for Dolby Atmos audio support on the console without diving too deep into the nitty gritty. Dolby Atmos is one of the best audio formats when adequately supported while the PS5's 3d Tempest audio tech is impressive. Players have also wished for Dolby Atmos support. 3D audio powered by Tempest 3D audio tech can now be enjoyed by those who own compatible Dolby Atmos enabled HDMI devices such as soundbars, TVs, or home theater systems. A place All right, but, to hold 3D. on. I got triggered by
0: that. <laughs> Look, soundbars, TVs, <laughs> or home theater systems, not headphones. More, yeah, Why? Because you have to have Sony specific bull crap headphones to work for the system. Not like X, I'm not saying Xbox probably does. I really don't know. I would assume Xbox does the same. You'd probably have to have Xbox. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm just annoyed by that because I have really awesome 3D headphones and I want to be able to use those.
1: Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, tempest 3
1: tempest 3d audio text specifically renders to the dolby atmos audio devices in use including overhead channels allowing devices in use oh excuse me allowing for even greater greater levels of immersion in the audioscapes of ps5 games dolby atmos would be a new setting in the audio format priority section of the ps 5s audio output menu alongside linear pcm dolby audio and dts Elsewhere in the update, the PlayStation 5 can now support M.2 SSDs with a new maximum capacity of 8 terabytes, which is double its previous 4 terabyte limit. You still need to use an SSD with a heatsink, so don't forget that if you upgrade your SSD. On the accessibility side, the system software beta brings two new features to the console, second controller assistance and system UI, UI haptic feedback. With this update, you can now use a second DualSense controller to count as an assist controller and use these two different controllers as if they were one. With the system UI haptic feedback, you can now enable a dual senses haptic feedback when navigating the PS5's various menus and UI. Essentially, the sound effects you typically hear when navigating the menu will also be reflected physically through haptic feedback now. Oh, like Position that. 5's, yeah, that is cool, actually. Position 5 system software update beta Dolby Optimus accessibility. This new system update features even more, too, like improved party UI, share screen preview, a Game Hub, excuse me, a Game Hub tournament style, and more so, Head to the full PlayStation blog for more details. To access this PS5 system software beta, you must receive an invite from PlayStation. Those invites are rolling out today. So look out for Which your nice invite. we
0: would eventually just get to everyone anyway. I'm not sure, yeah. bothering trying to get a... Trying beta. to hunt down an invite. <laughs> yeah, I don't care that much. Uh, one thing that's not mentioned here, one more thing they did is the system itself beeping. You can now turn that off. So when you turn on the PlayStation, it could go That beep. is good. Yeah, so there's that. And that's it for the news. Yes,
1: sir. Uh, getting to what
0: getting we're watching better, playing. Yep.
1: All right. So I've been uh like I said, I've been playing a little more lately. I'm playing Zelda still. I'm just oh my god, I feel so dumb. I'm at the Rito village area and I'm trying to navigate upwards and upwards and upwards to get towards that cloud. And I'm just like, what the heck am I doing wrong here? I get to a point I can't ascend anymore I try to break the ice with fire nothing happens uh I try to find another way up I can't figure out how to get up am I missing something I'm trying to here? get the cloud okay
0: I'm okay. confused no 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 I'm confused what you said you're trying to get the cloud oh
1: I'm trying to get what to the you... po- I'm with I'm with the little guy uh Tulin I forgot oh name.
0: yeah he he's with you already yeah
1: he's with me there is I...
0: a big piece to where it's like you're on like these platforms, like right whenever he joins you, you're fighting some monsters. Did that happen?
1: Yeah, I got past that. I'm already way up in the sky with him. I'm climbing these towers. I'm like bouncing off the things. Okay. It bounces me so up. I'm go higher, in, and higher, and higher. Go in now. It's like a wind tornado, right? Yeah, but I can't. I can't get high enough to reach the black tornado or cloud or whatever it is way above me. There's that's there's me, there's
0: platform things up there. Now think like. You, you can, first of all, you can just make one of those little like fan bikes things that you may have seen people make and just fly straight up if you want to. Um, you yeah, can make things to shoot you up. You can get to points of the rotating stuff to where you can technically like get the what, what's that moved where you go through the ceiling? You oh, can yeah, you, you can to get to points to where one piece is low enough for you to be able to send through, and then as it's rotating, find the next piece where you can ascend through. Um, sometimes Jeez. there's little gaps there where you're not quite too high. You can build something below you for you to stand on if you need to. You, do you have the yeah, the auto build? The auto build? Did no, you ever get I'm auto not. build ability?
1: Okay. I don't believe so. I'm freaking I'm looking right now I'm like so confused but
0: you can you can make things to stand on you can make things to shoot you up you're still in this mindset of like (laughs) normal video games right right and you have to break that mold of like let your creativity you you have to just sort of uh create stuff that would let you go higher I don't know (laughs) Okay. If you could show me like exactly where you're at, right? Um, okay. After all this or whenever. Mm-hmm. And you could be like, okay, exactly where I'm at. I'll go to that same spot and I'll just be like, okay, what did I do here? And just tell you what I did.
1: Okay. <laughs> if, all right. That sounds good. This, yeah. Yeah. I started playing the Expanse, the Telltale one. It's more Telltale. It looks better. It runs better. I like the story so far. I've always really been into those games. I always just enjoy a quick one to two hour story based episode. So I've been playing that. It's pretty cool so far. I don't know anything about the expanse, so I'm brand new to all that stuff. Um, But it's pretty good. It's got an interesting story. It's got good characters. Um, And yeah, I'm not done with it yet, but I'm almost there. Uh, Episode one.
0: Okay. I need to watch it. I still haven't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, And lastly, I've been playing a ton of Halo Infinite again. Like we just randomly got back into it. We've been doing like ranked matches, trying to place in uh, Team Slayer and Team Doubles and stuff. And man, the game is so good. It, the one problem I had with the game, they've fixed it a lot since then. They've added a ton of content, playlists, all that stuff is much better now. So it took them a while, but it looks like they got there. But yeah, still a great game, man. Super, super fun. Still really enjoying my time with it. it never gets old. So, uh, So yeah, that's that for this week for me. Okay.
0: Sorry, now I'm just obsessing over finding the exact spot here in this Tears of the Kingdom. Nah. I'm just finding a video here and seeing, okay, what did this guy do? So there's like ships going around. Yep. The wind tornado. You mm-hmm. keep ascending through the ships, and then what? There's yep. just one too high that you can't reach? I got. There's like little trampoline things you can bounce off of.
1: Right. I bounced off of some of those, but after that, I get to a point where, like, I just cannot get high enough. I need to get to other platforms that are way high up there, and I'm trying to find my way over there. But, uh, okay. Hold on.
0: Have you ever made a hot air balloon? You can make one of those and just rise up it. bit. Uh, yes, but... The level literally gives you those hot air balloons, and all you got to do is attach it to a piece of wood that it also gives you on one of those ships.
1: Well, I have... I have balloons, but to get the balloon, don't you need like some flame Just or something? Attach it to a piece of wood.
0: The flame, you do you have a? Uh, did you ever get one of a uh, cook pot like that you could make? Yeah,
1: but when I put the flame in there, how do I get on there too without getting hurt? Make sure the flame goes up
0: and doesn't burn. The not facing down or anything. If you need to go get some more flame things, they have them in the very beginning, like tutorial type area they have those flame heads. Stick one of those flame heads in the air balloon so it shoots the fire up into the hot air balloon and it will start to rise. Uh, (laughs) You can attach a piece of wood under a slab piece of wood, stick the hot air balloon on top of it, attach it right in the center of it, put one of those flame heads up in the hot air balloon, Okay. and then there you go. You start to rise.
1: Let's see. Take out the ice. And the flame should be facing upward, right? yeah okay now i'm gonna take this whole thing and move it over here hold on okay
0: and then just sort of rise up a bit until you just can jump off and he can gust you forward
1: Mm, But my battery's gonna die shoot can i freaking put more battery into this yeah yeah, i mean you can
0: you can attach a battery to anything and it just lasts longer but so if you have a battery in your zodiac oh pants, i
1: i do have a battery right
0: here just attach it to it as long as it's attached anywhere it may it may mess with the way so you may want to stick it oh my the god i'm
1: such a dumbass why did i think of doing this <laughs> <laughs> uh okay i see what you mean now you really gotta open your mind up i'm almost at the top now
0: i mean it's good you're learning this now though so but you're going to be going way further than this stuff as the game progresses you're going to keep having to open your mind up more and more and more as you go
1: okay wait don't fall no catch it catch it rudy damn it uh after i got up pretty high the ship almost disappeared away from me there we go my little makeshift thing here okay you know what i guess i just needed to see something like that to make this make a little more sense but i'm uh pretty high up now. i'm not all the way up yet but i can yeah. get the rest of the way now okay all right very cool thank you <laughs> all right i'll keep messing with that way
0: okay i've been watching yeah. it's always sunny in philadelphia i watched the first two seasons because i had a friend come over and he never seen it before so i just threw on the first episode to see what he mm. thought and he was dying laughing so we just kept going now i'm two seasons in and maybe i'll just watch the whole series with him even though they're like on like what season 17 now but what really started it is new season came out and i was just like dude i want to check this out Uh, (laughs) watch new season i love this show and um yeah somehow i'm now restarting the whole series and i may just watch through it all and um I, i i don't know i'm dying laughing it's been it's been like two or three years since I've watched, and uh, dude, it I don't know it's aged very 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 gracefully. <laughs> Everyone
1: really love that show, man. Yeah, uh,
0: you awesome. should just watch the first episode, see what you think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I should. Uh, um,
0: I finally got around to trying Exoprimal. Okay, what'd you think? And um, <laughs> I can't do it, dude. No. yet another multiplayer shooter of like five or six buds getting together and we're going through and killing monsters right and it's just <laughs> like I don't know it's it's boring to me I just I can't do it I don't know what it is the gameplay I mean it feels good plays good <laughs> looks good all of that but right. it just feels like pointless of like I don't know I'm just shooting and killing stuff like. and moving on It's kind. it's like it's like Borderlands thing it's like You know, I played Borderlands how long ago? I'm like, I can't keep playing this. I'm kind of over it now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I knew there was a chance it wasn't going to be good, so...
0: (laughs) I think it is good. I just don't... I just don't care about... I don't know. Teaming up with others and killing monsters together. (laughs) Like i don't know the moves are cool the characters are cool and all that like it's it's i think it's well made i just it's just not my jam i don't know i gotcha. all right final fantasy 14 like i said played a bunch of that so that's that and um now yeah. you got me just wanting to play zelda again
1: <laughs> i feel like i just had a revelation now <laughs> <laughs> it's like thank rudy thank
0: like, yeah, like damn. Come someone on. Someone just had to slap you and be like, "Dude, what?" I get. That's doing, that's
1: dude? all I needed. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I broke from Zelda thinking I was just going to play a bunch of Final Fantasy 16, and now I'm like, "Eh, I'm totally over it." Um, <laughs> I'm way into Pikmin 4, like really, really far. I've made a ton of progress. I love it. I have the first area completely 100%ed, which is very satisfying because I'm being stupid and won't go to the next area till everything's done in the first just because I'm liking it so much that I don't want to break from like, you no, know, I want to see everything mm. I'm, I'm obsessing over that. And I think that game is uh phenomenal. It's just like they've done, you know, the dog makes such a big impact. The night makes such a big impact. The puzzles are a lot more, let's just say harder than what they were in the past in terms of like, you really happen to think things through a lot more. If you just want to progress and clear just enough so you can get to the next area. Sure, you know it's probably an easy game, but 100% in an area, and I guess Nintendo has always been like this, right? It's like right, right. When you get to nitty gritty of trying to clear through it all, that's where all the hard challenges come from. That's where right, it gets tough. Yep. Mhm, mhm, mm-hmm. And um, I'm right there, just like impressional score. I'm like throwing a 9.5 at it. I just think it's like okay. yet another Nintendo banger, and do a uh, lot of those. they just that Metro prime remaster thing was really, really good. And then we got Zelda and now we got this Pikmin. And, uh, <laughs> I think, I think they've had a really, really good year. And then we still yeah. have like Super Mario RPG to come here real soon. And then we got that Super Mario uh, wonder. That's what it is. I keep forgetting the name of it. Yep. I'm just a uh, Nintendo's booty lately and uh, I'm loving it. I guess you know it's, it's nice in that booty, I guess. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <It's gone. laughs>
0: Get me out of here. <laughs> before we get to new game watch and get out of here five minutes and i'm a blast through the past i'm oh, no, i'm a blast through all of these uh nes games here so i'm going to turn the blur off my camera here and i'm gonna zoom out a little bit okay i have been nes and collecting it <laughs> up lately making big moves okay before i started the show sorted it from worst to best okay right So I'm just going to fly through here and throw numbers at it. Destination Earth Star. Complete trash. One. (laughs) Cybernoid. Complete trash. One. Tiger Hell. It's a little better. I'll give it a two. It's real bad. Uh, Clash of Demon Head. It's actually like really important game. A lot of people love it and all that. I think it sucks ass. I'll give it a three. Bump and Jump. Give it a three. It sucks. I have a lot of memories of Bumble Jump as a kid, but it sucks. I'm throwing a four here. It's actually the makers of River City Ransom. They do a lot of different games like that, and this is one of them. It's like a soccer game under that realm. I'll give it a four. The Adventure of Link, Zelda 2. I'll give it a four at best. Uh, Track and Field 2, 5. Track and Field. Dude, what's funny about this game, one was... um, the nes pad like the big thing that you could stand on so you could like run on it and it'd be like you're running in the game but more importantly this was the game that taught us the whole tap and a and b as fast as possible you have to hit a then b you can't just tap the same button right so you have to get really good at going between the two when you're doing like swimming or running or whatever and Gotcha. we would just challenge each other on Whatever, um, you know, like fencing, running, swimming, whatever, and to see like who could get through the fastest. And for some reason, this game was just like when we were kids, played it constantly. And just, I guess we were just all about, you know, competitive spirit, you could say. <laughs> gotcha. Original Metal Gear, I think it's actually really good. Like the MSX versions are I have like yet far to play superior, that one. but I really like the NES original Metal Gear. I'm very nostalgic for it. Now, it's on the lower end of things, and I'm gonna throw a six at it only because when you look at the MSX original version of it, it's like not even close to it, and it makes it look really bad because of that. So it makes me wanna like throw a six at it, but I don't know. I'm real debated on that, what to really put there. Anyway, Metroid, original, a six. Like it's good, but Super Metroid just leagues better. Marble Madness, again, a six. Last uh, let's throw a seven, double dribble and right. then now we're getting to the good stuff <laughs> super off-road uh one of those four player nes games you need like a multi-tap four to play through it throwing a seven at it double dragon two throwing an eight at it one of the best beat-em-ups to exist rc program eight blades of steel eight you can straight up fight people in this hockey game. <laughs> good stuff Baseball Stars, still one of the best NES, sorry, one of the best baseball games to exist to this day because it's a really in-depth, like, it's made by SNK, and there's, like, some games on NES you could have, like, seasons in and stuff, but this went as far as, like, player stats, making new players, building teams. There's a lot of depth to it, and it's Japanese-made, and it's incredibly fun on top of it. So it's weird, it's fun, and it's a really in-depth baseball game. Okay. Um, love that thing. We played the hell out of it growing up, and uh, I think it holds up really well today, just because it's that perfect blend. It's like Burnout or something. It's that perfect blend of like feeling incredible but still arcadey. You know. Gotcha. Adventure Island NES. This is just nostalgia. Ten out of ten Correct. for me personally, but if I'm being objective, mm-hmm. throwing an eight at it. Doctor Mario. We Ooh, were classic. playing it two or three days ago i was just trying different ones i bought it for like four bucks at like some um, uh, vintage shop or something like that people selling this or that anyway and i go and throw it in just testing it out and then uh, some friends were over and somehow let's just fast forward like two hours later ufc it's like saturday night about to start at like nine o'clock but we're so obsessing over this game that we're, like, missing the first fight because we're doing this whole, like, tournament thing in it, and we're just going, everyone's screaming and yelling and being (laughs) ultra-competitive. And it's it's really good at, like, taking Tetris ideas or, like, Puyo Puyo and somehow making a brand-new idea out of it all. And it feels very unique to any other puzzle still to this day. And if anyone ever hasn't actually played Dr. Mario, I think it's, there's nothing like it, and I think it's incredibly fun. Super competitive. Great game, man. Yeah. The original Mario, I'm going to throw a 9 at it. Mario 2, I'm going to throw a 9 at it. Great game. This is just a great Galaga port if you like Galaga, which I do. Throwing a 9 at it. And then here's where the 10 start. Tetris, NES, 10. Classic. Castlevania, NES, 10. Original Zelda, 10. Jackal, 10. Mega Man, 10. Bionic Commando, 10. Mega Man 4, 10. Life Force, one of the best shooter arcades ever, 10. And then uh, last but not least, got that Mario 3, 10. Mario 3, uh, one of the best. That's my... uh, All right, very cool. There's a stack, you know, another stack and uh, another stack. And I've been finally able to build what I consider now, like, I'm actually proud and happy of my NES collection now.
1: There you go. Uh, All right, sweet.
0: I still have some more to gather. But weirdly, Balloon Trip and, like, Ice Climbers, I'm really nostalgic over, and I want those. (laughs) But anyway, that will do it. Let's get a new game watch, and we'll get out of here. But, um, man, I've been so deep into this I see that. (laughs) I've been been having a good old time. Um, Awesome. Baldur's Gate 3. PC, August 3rd. Gord, all platforms but Switch, August 8th. Tower of Fantasy, PlayStation 5, August 8th. WrestleQuest, this looks really cool. It's like a wrestling, almost like um, NES Super Nintendo era, but like really clean pixel work of something that come out nowadays. But it's like an RPG, but you're, it's about making a character of like wrestling character and going up through the ranks and all that. But it's gotcha. like a JRPG combat system instead of actually wrestling.
1: Oh, that's actually really cool.
0: Yeah. Um you should look it up. It looks really I've good seen some I
1: videos on there's... this one.
0: Yeah. And then 30XX. Is this the sequel to 20X? I was going to say, is it? Is this out cuz 30- 20XX is phenomenal stuff, dude. It is. Okay. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, that's all August 9th for Switch and PC. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it unless you got anything more to add.
1: That's it for today, guys. I'm going to play some Zelda now and do things the right way. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get
0: up there? And I'm like, come on, dude. There's like, first of all, there's (laughs) about
1: 15 solutions. You just got to open my mind a little bit. That's all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I did weird stuff. Like I went and got like a big thing that i could stand on and then attach fans to it and then just made it made me fly up that way right like there's a lot of lot of approaches to that you could literally attach a fan to a piece of wood and just go up if you want to don't overthink it like for real find a piece of wood attach a fan fly up it's it's that easy okay fair (laughs) enough that's what i did (laughs) see you guys till next all
1: right guys see you later